Oh, that's too spicy for the podcast. <laughs> no, I know. I, I won't put that in there. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I can't remember what movie it's from, but somebody's like, aren't you worried that you'll be like reincarnated as like a socket wrench or something? And he goes, that wouldn't be so bad. He's like, being recorded as a soccer wrench? He's like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyway, we can start. He was cray-cray. Yeah. All right. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants Podcast. With a banjo. We are here yep. to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. And many other Many things. other things. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to open it up and worship and have some fun, taking Be Down My Vision to the next level, and by the next level after regular worship is bluegrass banjo worship. Yeah. It's like if you were leveling up like a Pokemon, and that was the <laughs> second evolution. Third evolution is straight up like... There's worship beyond, and then there's bluegrass worship beyond. Mm. It's, um, it's guitar lick, banjo pick... And then, uh, I don't know. Accordion. <laughs> Accordion sick. <laughs> anyway, you ready? You ready Let's to, go for it. You Colin. ready to jam? Let's do it. Okay. Save it thou. 
I man. <laughs> I man. That was some good stuff. Oh my goodness. I like that. There's a guitar stand over there, yonder. Oh my goodness, what I do? I just mixed here, up. Here, I'll come get it. No, I mixed up the cables. It ain't it ain't your fault. Oh man. Folks, sometimes we just have a little technical difficulty. Need to get it all sorted out. I got some uh, cable screwed up. When you have such a fancy and high-tech studio like that, you uh, sometimes have wires tangled up randomly. We need us an intern. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bob. Oh, man. That would be awesome. He pays us $5 on Patreon and then comes and pays an intern for free. <laughs> Paying us to work. I bet, All right, would, man. I bet he would do it. I bet he would come run I sound for us. I bet he would. I bet he would. But, you know... Right now, things are good. We're all set. Yep. All right, Zach, listen. That was some fun worship. It was awesome. You know, the thing about letting the Lord be your vision and letting him kind of run things, that sets a precedent, I would think. It's dangerous, too. Why is that? Well, you just never know. (laughs) Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Ah. You know, that thing that, like, is really cool to sing and not really think about. Like Like our other episode about John Chow going to that island. Right. When you say, take me where my trust is without borders, you kind of casually make a very deep commitment that you should maybe be a little afraid to do (laughs) just a little bit. Well, you know, there's also the wisdom and the true word that he gives us as well, which allows us to be able to discern what's, what's going to happen and what right and wrong based on his uh, wisdom put into us. So, you know, yeah, I would trust God if he said, do this thing, because God would be saying it, and then I would know, you know. I don't I don't presume to believe that God would do something that was, like, bad. But he dwells in us, mm. and so yeah. that's the comfort that you have. There you go. Zach, do you want to pray Good before stuff. we get going? Let's prayer it up. All right. Um, Father, we are just so thankful that we can sing your praises and that we can uh, get together and ask that you... Be our vision, Lord. I pray that you would um, take hold of us as we try to do your work on this podcast, as we try to reach people for you. I pray, Lord, that you would um, you just speak to people through us, Lord, and that um, it would all be with our eyes opened towards Christ, uh, Lord, that we would be able to show people the way there. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that uh, makes it possible for us to do that. And I just pray that um uh, that we would glorify you today. It's in your son's holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. So what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Let's see. Um, first things first. Zach, have you ever taken a scripture out of context? Hmm. Probably. Uh, you ain't supposed to tr- uh, mix <laughs> certain types of cloth. <laughs> right, right. And just read only that. And so if yeah. that that sounds really weird, the whole Bible's probably weird. <laughs> I know that I've completely, like, scrambled a scripture around by accident on stage <laughs> when I said something like, um, it's not the hospital that needs Jesus, but the ambulance or something. <laughs> I was trying to quote the one where, like, the healthy yeah. people don't need a doctor. Yeah. And that's why Jesus came for the sick. Yeah. And yeah. so um, <laughs> sometimes people, and I'm not saying Christians, but Christians do do it. 
but sometimes people in general just take the Bible and they say, I'm just going to read this half of a scripture and I'm going to make that make sense for me. Right. And still, we'll just claim this as our mantra, this one little piece that we cut out. Yeah. Never mind that like um, chapters and verse numbers weren't originally in the scripture. (laughs) See, I do this one that I really enjoy and it's Ecclesiastes 318, which says God showed them that they are like the animals. Yeah. God breathed the same breath. Yeah. Into them as the animals. One goes, who knows which one goes up and which one goes down there. You know, well, and then, and then know. with that, with just that scripture, I like to just make a animal church and call it bring your dog to church. I mean, St. Francis did basically the same thing. I like to read completely into the story of the fall um, where it was sin that caused um, Adam and Eve to realize they were naked. And so if you ever are aware that you're naked, you're definitely in your fallen state. So if you're a Christian, mm. you should be able to um, completely disrobe and not be aware. Right. So what's really great, we're, by the way, people, we're being sarcastic. This is us being uh, ironically <laughs> sarcastic right now for the fun of doing this. We have these conversations sometimes where we're just overtly sarcastic. So, Zach, next question, which is, you know what? I'll just ask it. Sum up the Bible in one sentence. Oh, Man, I really don't think it can be done, mm-hmm. uh, but I would I would say it's the word of God to us. I mean, <laughs> well, I would say it's about uh, m- God sends us on missions of love. And that's right. And that's it. OK, that's no, the one. Part. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, uh, this is, are you referring of course to viral posts that happen on yeah. social media? So here we go. Yeah. Let's, uh, this is a springboard into what we're going to talk about. Sorry, I'm being convoluted. I should just sum up everything. Uh, essentially what we're doing is we are talking about a certain subject today. And that subject is that idea of taking parts of the scripture and taking other parts of the scripture, ignoring some cookie cutters and then allowing that ignorance of certain ones yeah. and over focus of others to create for yourself a certain type of doctrine that makes sense to you. Yeah. Now the reason, obviously we're going to talk about that, but the reason I brought up the questions earlier and, and the one that I asked was some of the Bible in one sentence was to see how people react on Facebook. And man, I'll tell you what, we got a huge reaction. It's st- they are still reacting. That is our biggest post ever, is it not? It is 40, yeah. 40,000 views, 1,200 comments, and right. a bunch of shares. Essentially, what's going on with that is uh, people like the idea of being able to respond to something like that because it's sort of a softball question. It makes them feel good to like respond, right? But mm-hmm. what's interesting is it tells us, me and Zach, something about how people feel about the Bible summed up and it sort of allows them. I mean, a lot of people said like what Zach said, it's just the word of God and that kind of thing. But then some people have like a a focus that the Bible is, which is fine, but it's not the whole thing. And of course you can't sum up the Bible in one sentence. That would be, that'd be tough. Especially if we're asking like what, what's the story of the Bible in one sentence. Yeah. And so like, even if I said, which would be like to my best ability to be like, God solves the problem of sin again and again or something, or, or God's covenant is complete or something. All those, that's funny because all those things that you mentioned are like 
kind of chestnut versions of um, like different ways that people read into the Bible. Yeah. So like you said, okay, God takes care of sin again and again. Well, that's like atonement theory. So you can take atonement as a theme and then weave it throughout. And that's your thing. And then you're like, I'm a big atonement guy. So I'm going to be into the Bible. Right. Same thing with covenant. Like you just mentioned or love, you know? And so here's the thing about the Bible people for everybody listening. This is what we're going to kind of uh, drill into your head today. We're not, we're not trying to necessarily like say, Believe Maybe it's this. more like seeds we're planting. Yeah, we're we're discussing this, <laughs> but I wanted to I wanted to make this assessment here that the Bible is not just some cookie cutter like cut and dry thing. And of course, if it were, if it was just like flat and a story from beginning to end and didn't have anything to chew on or struggle with, then we wouldn't get so many naysayers out there who say, <laughs> "Oh, this thing's inconsistent." <laughs> Remember this scripture here or that scripture there right. and it means this. And so today we're going to talk about It's not a self-help book. Today we're going to talk about seeing the big picture. I think that's the the uh, whole picture. The whole picture. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's uh, Zach's coin a phrase there. And so um the two big things that oh so go ahead Zach let's talk about that there's two big mistakes that you can make with scripture this is kind of what if we were to categorize some of the things we're talking about we're going to give some examples in a second yeah but I would say that there are um, people who don't read the whole thing wait what wait 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 every Christian doesn't read the whole Bible front to back yeah but not even necessarily just that but I know, I know when you're when I say the whole thing I mean the whole piece that you're even reading right what well, if you're reading a scripture like how do you know what it's doing in the book or even the chapter that surrounds it right. when you just got like one or two little verses okay so you're gonna leave something out when you do that Absolutely. and you might focus on one thing when hey, you know it's really not about that. Right. And so there we are going to use I'm going to use some examples of stuff right yeah. now, but I don't want this to start some big old controversial debate. The other way, though, yeah. is reading into it. Yes. So that would be regardless of whether you've read the whole scripture piece you're talking about or not. Right. Um, you're adding stuff. You're extending upon what it means. Right. And so like <laughs> So to give some examples of each, just and I'm not going to like get super crazy or controversial, but like um, <laughs> not reading the whole thing would be like ignoring. Yeah. Uh, maybe some people out there ignore some of the things about the LGBT community or maybe some people ignore like kind of gender roles or. Uh, and You're talking about what the Bible says about it? Yes. I'm saying oh, some okay. people maybe just like pick and choose. Sure. And yeah. not and not. And not necessarily take the whole thing in or. Well, that could be either way because you got people who read their particular opinion into it. That's exactly yeah. right. And so that's an example of like not reading the whole thing. Or in, in my case, it's crazy. Uh, I found out recently that there are a lot of things I struggle with with like end time stuff. OK. Like stuff that just kind of I'm like. Hmm. Yeah. So, Zach, let me ask you, is there any time in the Bible you've read where you've been like, eh. I don't know if I want to like take this all the like oh. at what it is. Yeah. I yeah. want to like maybe just jump over this because it seems sure. a little tough. Yeah. To like read that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, um, there's just things where you don't understand why. And it's because we don't understand God's ways fully. He's right. Higher than our thoughts. Mm-hmm. But especially um, when I learned a little bit more about the Old Testament and I yep. started looking into different things that God had the nation of Israel doing. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So like there's genocide and all kinds of crazy stuff there in the earlier parts of the Old Testament. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's a big the the problem is that when we ignore certain parts of the Bible, what mm-hmm. we're doing is ignoring God's like full word. Yeah. It would be like if your mom told you to clean the bathroom, which my mom used to do when I was really really young because I have ADHD super bad. And I wouldn't do everything. It's totally not obvious to anyone. Yeah, it's not obvious to anyone. <laughs> but I would, I would not do the full job. And my mom, like, eventually got really frustrated. And she'd be like, I want you to clean the bathroom. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. And I'd go and grab some spray and a paper towel. And she'd grab me and say, wait, I want you to spray the mirror with yeah. glass cleaner. Then spray the sink. Spray the toilet. And I want you to take the rug and all the stuff off of the yeah. sink. Then I want you to do this and that. And I'd be like, all right. And then I would just ignore some of the stuff she said. Go in there. I would leave the toothbrush thing there and I would spray all over it. You know? <laughs> so it's Mission like, accomplished. <laughs> right. <laughs> or it's like when your parents tell you to go take a bath, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, like <laughs> you, you don't like use soap. Sure, sure. So what I'm what I'm saying is uh, <laughs> God doesn't God wants expects from us to to understand his total and complete word. He doesn't want just the halves. He revealed it to us he completely. It to us. So like, you know, your best friend writes you a letter. And like, it's the only you way skim. you can hear from them and you're going to not. Yeah. Look at the whole thing. You're going to leave parts out. But we're a skimming Skip nation stuff. now. Well, yeah. The spark notes exist. That's for sure. So imagine that the Bible was Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and each. I really don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't. But each chapter is just like laid out in like your feed. You would just skip yeah. over the stuff that didn't seem super interesting to you. Or It'll, block it. Or block you can it. do that. Yeah. And yeah. so. In a in a roundabout way, that's a lot like what people do in this day and age. There, there are certain scriptures that are just hard to deal with. Yeah, uh, hard to hear. Like uh, a friend of mine once said, "Oh, what's, what about this scripture?" And it said, "Like you should always kill witches or something like that." I'm trying to remember <laughs> what exactly it's from. And he's like, "What's this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." It's but- talking about Minecraft, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "I don't know," but it's God's word. So, <laughs> but so okay, yeah. Zach. Um, let's get into this a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, is, is there a particular scripture and uh, you don't have to like just go nuts or anything, but yeah, is there a particular scripture you ever struggled with and just didn't want to like listen to for a while? All kinds of stuff. I mean, um, there's all kinds of stuff about tithing, um, mm. like test the Lord by like giving a 10th of, um, Malachi three the tithe, 10. The tithe one is the really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, for whatever reason, um, pretty much until the time I got married, I did not take responsibility for like where my money went. Yeah. I'm not very responsible or like thinking ahead mm-hmm. on that. And so um, I think tithe a lot of the time, it wasn't that I didn't really want to, but I just did not really make the effort yeah. to do it. And sometimes I literally did not have <laughs> money to tithe, which is sad because, um, you know, that's no excuse at all. Right. Um, so yeah, that, um, and you know, a little bit like not trusting necessarily, like I'm going to give this to the church, but am I really giving it to God? That sort of thing. I agree. Yeah. That can be a tough thing. Cause like you get involved with the church, but you don't really know where the money's going and yeah. And, and you almost have to, you take a leap of faith that your money is going to go to the right place, yeah. but you're not really putting faith in God so much as like the staff to do. Yeah. That's and, how to separate uh, those things. And that's a big topic maybe yeah, for another time. That's a different one. But I think, um, if I'm to listen really to the whole of scripture, I think 
tithing, not, it's not necessarily about like the number 10% or anything, Mm. but just the attitude of the heart that like, I'm going to give to God first. Right. You know, it's like, so like a lot of the, um, a lot of the subjects that you and I have talked about, they have been like two sides of a coin kind of thing Yeah, where there's a little bit of a middle of the road for the community where they like side on this. Yeah. And so like one for me that recently came up was like baptism. Yeah. And, and that might be an interesting episode. That one's kind of controversial, but this like the certain scriptures there, like where Jesus says, um, you can't enter the kingdom unless you have, uh, uh, a baptism of, yeah. of spirit, right. Water and spirit and things like that. And so for, for a lot of Christians and, and I think especially for people who try and use the Bible to an agenda, they can just ignore everything except for the stuff that makes sense for their agenda. Right. And so that can be kind of a, uh, yeah. a tough, a tough, uh, road to go down because you, you start leading God yeah. instead of God leading you. Do you think it's possible to read scripture, um, and not have your bias come into play at all? I don't think it's possible. No, not completely. Right. Because That's we're humans, what I think. we're humans, but yeah, but that's the thing that I was going to ask. That's kind of why I asked, like, do you struggle with some? Because, like, yeah, for me, like uh, a friend of ours, Jason Rowe, who I think uh, he's going to be on the podcast very soon. Um, he has kind of challenged me with some stuff like um, where he might suggest like certain things are correlating to like uh, revelation or something. And I'll say, hmm, I don't know if I really see that, but then I'll like go back and struggle with it. Yeah. But like, sometimes my, my knee jerk reaction is just to kind of be like opposed to this idea that like everything has to do with the end times. Yeah. But it's only because um, for my life, I think I've been dealing very much with like a outreach B like worship yeah, and see like kind of um, doing unto others, like kind of that, like, local mission work stuff. And so for me, I don't really dwell as much on the, um, like where, where are we going at the end kind of stuff? Like yeah. What's going to happen then? But like, you know, but so, both are in the Bible, I but mean, both are in the Bible. So yeah. that's what, that's kind of the point of our topic yeah. is that sometimes when we come in with that bias, we, we typically ignore scripture that may change our perspective on who God is to a point where it's just that feel mm-hmm. good God that like only works for your ideology. Right. And not for like the truth of the whole spectrum of him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What you got? Cool. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, there's one scripture that I like that I just kind of like picked out as an example of somebody like not reading the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, in second Corinthians starting in verse nine. Yeah. And basically people just read verse nine, which says, um, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. Right. And so people are like, oh, how nice. That's whatever. I want to think about it. Maybe it's like an afterlife kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's all, you know, positive. Nothing on my part. God just does this because I love him. He loves me. He's got this stuff that I can't even comprehend. But you keep reading like down towards like verse 12 and stuff. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So that there's so many. So that yeah, we, yeah. we so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Uh, this is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words 
The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, uh, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's about how like God is revealing this other, like whole other reality to us. Right. So that we can understand and teach it to others. There you go. Not simply so that we can say like, we got this thing coming. Yeah, that's part of it, but you didn't read the whole scripture. And and that's what's so funny too is that um you, you the the Bible is not written like a sports uh almanac. <laughs> well like no, that's what I'm like. I had a I had like a sports writing class at EKU. Yeah. And they said that one of the tactics or the, the, the style of writing is a lot different than like an English class. And what you do when you're reporting on a sports story is you write the most interesting thing about the game first and yeah. then work back to the details. Yeah. People often don't read the whole article. So like in our class, it would be like if the basketball game was, uh, the last two minutes, one team came uh-huh. from like a 13 point deficit back to like tie and then to win the game. Yeah. You start with that. You say, you know, EKU comes back against Western from a 13 point deficit to that's like literally the headline. Right. Yeah. And so then you write about that and then you work backwards to like the four minutes and they're like, I remember um, this happened. My old high school paper had something like um, Rangers dig deep for a victory. And it was um, the girls volleyball. It said dig deep. And then the picture, there was a girl picking her nose. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but, but it's not like that in the, in the Bible, what you get instead is you get like a preface of like something like a decree, but then the, the context of everything comes as you read like more, like, it's not like you get the, the cliff notes right away. You, you really do have to read the context before and after it. You know what I think is really misleading and something I really think shouldn't even really be in in your translation of the bible necessarily what the headlines that are above like each ah, thing that says like you know peter and john go to this place yeah and yeah or so those are not scripture no they're all. just people summing up what they think it is but you could skim through if you want to know what happens in acts mm. and you could um you could look at those headlines and say oh i got the basic events i got the spark notes down but what you're reading at that point is um, the translator's decisions of what to put in. Right. Mm-hmm. There could be all kinds of things that God wants to teach you that are in the subtext. Well, like people don't think about that, but those headlines are not scripture. <laughs> well, like another thing too, is like uh, the way that the chapters are separated. And this is even like crazier because this is not like a recent thing. This is like how the chapters have always been separated. But like in our, in our church at center, we were doing like uh Hosea, I think. Yeah. Uh, is when this happened. And I noticed that there was like a, 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 a sentence cut yeah. in half between like chapter this and that, like the yeah. next chapter. And so it was like half it was like half an idea yeah. presented and that was the end of the chapter. So if you're like doing a Bible study and you say, we're just going to read chapter eight tonight, you get to like hear like half of an idea on the tag. End. That uh, chapter breaks and stuff came about in the, the medieval era. Ah, see? it's not, that's not original either. Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually didn't know that, but no, I, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is what we do with the context of the scripture 
uh, is kind of what dictates how we feel about the scripture. And so you really do, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's crucial and prudent for you to really find the context. Like, that's why a lot of times when I do study, when I, when I talk about like doing Bible study, I, I look up topics more than I look up uh, like a scripture verse, but like at mm-hmm. the same time, it's good to just go through like a whole. What's book. that site that you use? Oh, I use, yeah, I'll I'll throw a shout out. Yeah. I re- I like Open Bible. It's pretty cool because all you have to type in on Google is what does the Bible say about this? Yeah, and then people vote on scripture they think is relevant to that topic. So it's kind of crowdsourced, but it is interesting. You know, and you kind of get like what you think a lot of people would would sure yeah. But but no, what um, but my my whole point with saying that 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 whole point with that is that. We, we oftentimes, um, take one scripture and say, this makes my point. Yeah. And it's like, but you really got to read around it. So what we need to be doing and, you know, even myself is to just go through a book of the Bible. If you get references, uh, look those up in your Bible. I'm sure in your Bible, I have like subjects in the back and, and just, uh, kind of dig around, dig deep because, like Daniel is a great example. Daniel's whole reference to like the, the different parts of the body that are yeah. like the four nations that come into Israel. See, I wouldn't have known that until like I kind of did a little research on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you might just think that he's just having a vision about a statue and that's it. Yeah. And, you know. And so really for me, uh, it's, you know, we're going to we're going to drill this home for you all. But. I'll just say that there's a few big issues with ignoring per- certain parts of the Bible. Yeah, here's here's another good example. Okay. Have you heard Luke 4, 7? Let's hear it. It says, um, if you will worship me, it will all be yours. You know who said that? Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably out That's the, the temptation part, temptation right. of Jesus, Luke 4. But why would? Uh, but why, I've why seen would, pictures before of that verse, you know, um, crocheted into a pillow or yeah, something, right? Yeah. Or just cherry picked, and you know, and 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 not to uh, call out atheists or satanists or anything because we're not trying to like uh, throw uh, whatever. We're not going to be mean or anything. But I feel like a, one of the tactics that they I've seen people use in that community is to take one scripture, talk about the inconsistency of it or the yeah. wrongness of it and then uh throw it out there as if like see all yeah. Christians don't know what they're talking about this bible versus silly mm-hmm. the problem is that we're not looking for facts in the bible we're not looking for gotcha like uh, uh analytical um f- like logical fallacies or anything we're looking for truth in the bible right and the only way to to understand the truth of what god is talking about in the bible is to really get the whole picture like we would be the context the context yep and so one of the things like i've made like a list of (coughs) of of a few things that you should consider when you don't look at the entire bible yeah not only are you creating inconsistencies for god which would maybe make you doubt your your faith with god yeah. But it also serves like only yourself or an agenda to ignore it. Like right. so if you're if you're getting into a point or into a rut where you're basically saying like, well, I don't really care for this scripture, but the other ones are fine. What you're essentially doing is saying God has told you a thing, a bunch of other stuff, but you're choosing to ignore certain ones, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's self-serving to do so. Um, and then. Like even to take that a step further is you're almost altering the truth of what God is right. trying to convey to you. And so when we get to that point, 
it borderlines on something that I think is very dangerous, which is you, the person dictating what God is saying, not the other yeah. way around. Yeah. And so when we do that, it's very, very dangerous, especially for our walk, especially for what uh, God hopes to accomplish with us, which is for us to like really like walk in the path that he has. At worst, it's damaging, but at best, best case scenario, (laughs) you don't get anywhere. Yeah. You you could just be stagnant too. Right. Yeah. And, and I'll even Mm. throw this out there because I know we're, um, we're, we're really getting kind of deeper now, but, but uh, a lot of churches do do this. Like, uh, they fixate on certain parts of the scripture. Yeah. Um, I, you know, more, I guess the MO of certain churches and I'm not going to name denominations, but I, I would, I, I would think that certain people believe that conservative churches focus more on like damnation and, yeah. uh, and yeah. revelation and things. And, um, like the kind of the rules oriented and then more like, you know, liberal side would say that they would focus more on the love aspect. Yeah. And I would say there has to be some people out there that Mm -hmm. really take the whole thing, take Jesus's love and his judgment, take, uh, the, the, the covenant. It is a both. And, you know, the promises that, you know, God said, and the faith when you don't really hear from God, you know, like everything, Everything that comes down to what God is is in that scripture. But if you don't take it, well, all, I think when you when you take it all together and you have the full context, I think that's what you see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right. That's one thing that um, cherry picking can lead to. Because Westboro Baptist, you know, mm-hmm. they have tons of scripture on their signs and everything. Yeah. But they're totally cherry picking it. They never get to the gospel side of things. Absolutely, they, they never not. get to the forgiveness part. Um, they never get to like why should anybody repent? They just said like you're not going to repent, so and, I'm and, just going to give you the judgment. And I'll just say this right here, not to like brag, like not for me and Zach to be like braggy or anything, but right now me and Zach are doing this discussion podcast, so we're more in like a theological state and on the podcast because we're we're discussing things. But we both agree that missions are just as equally important as theology. So if there is a duality between like action and theology, like which one is because we talked about that with Jake a little bit. Yeah. um, For us, it has to be both. And the scripture talks about both in extent. You could cherry pick and find only scriptures about outreach and missions. You could read, you know, very, you know, certain uh, verses and just put them together. Gaspacho them up in a blender and you got yourself message worldview. Um that is just about like outreach and stuff like that. Right. You could do the same thing with the judgment part and uh, the rules, the theology, that sort of thing. Any, any of those things. (laughs) So my wife has to put up with me every single day (laughs) and that's tough enough. But here's the thing. I, of all of the great qualities that I have that women just, you know, swoon for, I'm also loud, obnoxious, overweight, and annoying, and I don't stop talking, and I'm hyper as heck. So here's the thing. If my wife was just like, well, I'll just ignore all that stuff, and hopefully it, like, goes away, (laughs) eventually (laughs) it's going to catch up to you on the wedding day, okay? So, like, part of... I can attest that Colin (laughs) does not run out of extrovert juice. (laughs) Just keeps coming. And uh, he he will go home after tonight when we've recorded two episodes of the podcast. 
stay up till you one a.m. in the morning talking, talking to Jessica yep. and dancing around the house. But <laughs> but you know when you're <laughs> this is a bad example. <laughs> but essentially, you know, Jessica takes me for all that I am, the bad and the good, and and uh, you know, and so what I mean when I say bad and good is I mean there's going to be scripture in there that we struggle with, and some are some are tough, like. Some scripture, you read them and you're like, what? Yeah. A particular one in First Titus is kind of weird. And, you know, you got the... What's First Titus? I mean, not First Titus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Third Titus, Fourth Titus, whatever it is. Uh, for third John, going. <laughs> fourth, fourth John, oh, okay. Revolution 6. All right, so <laughs> all those extra ones. But no, so... Uh, in Titus, there's like a certain scripture. There's like uh, one I read today and I was like, uh oh, uh, what does yeah. this mean? But, but did you read the full context? No. See, yeah. I just caught that on the end of a thing we were looking right. at. But so again, so maybe go look at the whole thing at some point and I, see what you think. I need to. I need to. <laughs> well, like just uh, from our other episode where we just mm-hmm. what we did about um, like the topical stuff. It was like Corinthians 10. It said, like, yeah. be ready to defend uh, yeah. your faith. And then but the tag on the end of that is but do everything with gentleness and respect. Right. And people just read the first part, read the first part. About like, defending. I got to be defensive. I got to so defend gotta my faith. So you go online and you start being with a jerk. Rex Quando. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're going to convince me to take another faith? Forget about it. <laughs> Who wants to take a round ass kick from a pair of guy wearing the pair of pants like this? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's going uh, on with this uh, Brent Strawn thing? Ah, uh, Brent Strawn. So, um, there's a book that we read called "The Old Testament Is Dying." Yep, it's by Brent Strawn. He's an Old Testament professor, and he uh, used an analogy that I think is pretty helpful. He equated like knowledge of the Bible and he's talking specifically about the Old Testament. But I think that um, a lot of what he says can apply to the whole Bible. Yeah. Um, But he says it's like a language, like understanding it. So if I say like you're fluent in Bible, what I mean is like you (laughs) you understand and like you can like represent what the Bible says well because you've you've read it and you kind of get the context or whatever. Yeah. Um, so like any language without use, mm. it can actually decrease and some languages eventually die. Yeah. And so he says that like the old, the old Testament specifically, I would say maybe even the whole Bible is at risk of being a dying language because you have less knowledge. And so you don't have as much knowledge to pass on in the next generation. Right. And so when you see like, um, uh, cultures and stuff across the world, um, they start losing languages because like only the old people know about it and they're not, nobody's like passing it on because right. everybody's speaking some other more popular language. Um, so then he says that languages can develop Creoles. So a Creole is like, like in Haiti, Haitian. That language is a Creole and it's called Creole, Haitian yeah. Creole. Yeah. Creole. The word Creole just means like, um, a like hybrid language. Right. Cause Haitian Creole is a mixture of like French, English, Spanish, and African languages. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they kind of invented that language to do business and stuff in Haiti. It was like a shorthand. Um, and Creoles have like less grammatical, um, complexity and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like kind of harder to use. So he strong names these like three, different movements 
that like constitute different, like he says they're like Creoles going off the Bible right. based on misunderstandings of the Bible. So let's see if like anything that we can think of falls into this, but one of them is new atheism. Okay. What's that? So new atheism are basically people who read the Bible on the surface and then like discredit it without dealing yeah. with what it actually says. Exactly. So yeah, they're they gonna, read it at face value, ignore what they need to, to keep the context simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might say the earth wasn't created in six days. The earth isn't 6,000 years old because that's disproven by science. Well, maybe, you know, maybe the Bible isn't like literally saying that. Is it? You know, I don't know. That's up for debate. Maybe possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know that you are. a, But it's not. It's well, I think that it's you're not. You're a hopeful like <laughs> you, you, you keep your options open with it's, that. One. I do sort of. It's not. I think that Genesis is not really saying either way, but somebody like Richard Dawkins, let's say, would say, no, it's definitely saying everything literal. And because it's outrageous, obviously it's false. So he's not. Yeah, that's a nice little logic box that doesn't really like fit. It's a straw man, right? He's got a very simplified version of the Bible and then he's it's easy to discredit. Well, it's just like that one. I won't say who what the name of your friend was, but the one guy who was like, <laughs> oh, well, I just don't believe in some judging guy that sits up on a cloud. <laughs> some old man in a beard in a white robe. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I don't believe in that God either. Right. Yeah, that, that's like the point. That's a weird thing to believe in. So, it's not really in the Bible. <laughs> so Richard Dawkins explanation of like how the Bible works is yeah. actually a false description of the Bible. Yeah, he's only all the only thing he's disproved is the Creole based on the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then there's That's um, a good point. Yeah. Then there's Mars Marcionites, which is based on like an early church heretic named Marcion. Okay. And he was anti Old Testament because he thought the Old Testament God and the New Testament God were different. Right. The Old Testament God, obviously, he was like judgy and stuff. The New Testament God is Jesus. Yeah. That's, so that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow for me. He said we don't need the Old Testament anymore. Marcion did. Because Jesus fixed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can you think of, I mean, there's examples yes. of this today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, read all of the minor prophets if you don't think it's relevant. Right. And, you know. Yeah, so that that's another Creole. And then the last one is Brent Strong calls it happyology, but uh, there's I call it prosperity gospel. Okay. A lot of other people call it that. But it's kind of like they've kind of read into the Bible and they've said like, oh, the Bible has all these promises, so I will just like pray and God will make me rich. Yeah. Or people who kind of turn the Bible into like self-help. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, this is just a bunch of positive energy kind of thing. Right. And I, yeah. I it's funny because um, I actually, I, I, I have, I don't have as much of a problem with people that are completely from the outside finding positive things in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's because I believe that God, like everything that's good comes from God. It's in the Bible. Yeah. It says everything that is good comes from you. Right. And so. People who appreciate like the idea of love or the idea of like a benevolent God out there and like don't really read the rest of it. Yeah, that is an issue that I have. But at the same time, I like that they're at least like knowing where goodness comes from. (laughs) So but I still think that the problem is that at every step of your walk towards God and towards Christ, 
you need to be slowly like chipping away at the things that are like holding you back from fully getting into like a good relationship with God. And part of that is like hanging up those biases you have about things you don't like. Right. It's, um, it, you know, when you're, when you're a child, your parents tell you to do things you don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you don't understand at the time that those things are good for you. Right. And so the tough thing, the tough sell is, People today saying, well, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. I know what good and bad mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And so they only need to read certain parts of the Bible or they only need to uh, agree with certain things. And that's, you know, that's their road and God will set them People straight. have been doing this for a while. Like there's actually a, a Thomas Jefferson Bible. Have you heard about that? <laughs> no. Thomas Jefferson, like he's like, I only like these certain parts of the Bible. So I'm going to publish my own Bible. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm not as uh, well read as some, I, I guess I haven't heard of this. Um, but yeah. So what is it just like a, a very biased? I mean, it's just like, it's only certain parts. I don't really know what all exactly is in it, but I'm not going to call it's probably out, the new Testament and some other stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to call out certain denominations, but I am going to say one thing. The word of God will and will not change. It doesn't evolve. Yeah. It doesn't go somewhere else. It doesn't yeah. accomplish yeah. a new agenda for the new generation. Right. It doesn't change with the culture. And so the problem that I think a lot of people have is that our world changes, our culture changes, and then suddenly you want the Bible to change to fit that narrative. And so the problem is that you need to remember that the scripture is the scripture. Yeah. It's God's word. We have a challenge because the scripture came out of a certain culture. And I believe that God used the the context around the Bible to right. bring it into being. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it is ancient. Um, it does take a little bit of um, practice mm. and like looking into things, a little bit of your own study you got to kind of right. do your homework. You can't necessarily take everything at face value. Right. So because, you know, if you are a person who speaks English, you are reading a translation. Exactly. And you're also reading a translation that's based on copies um, that were handwritten by scribes. Um, the original, original, original autographs are kind of a mystery to us. We don't know where they are for most of the Bible. So, right. Well, see, and that's, you know, and that, that's just kind of where we are in the world today. We've got the, I mean, not to, again, I, I hate to keep calling people out and I'm not trying to, but denominations themselves are different interpretations of like certain sides of the Bible based yeah. on what you're, I guess, associated with understanding about the Bible. And so, there are denominations out there that I feel like might ignore certain parts of the Bible or at least yeah. like gloss over them a little bit. And because of that, there are certain denomination. And so when you get to that point, when you have that, um, are you really doing the word? Like, are you really doing God's work? Yeah. If you are holding off on things that you struggle with. Right. And so here's a question I had for you, Zach. Yeah. Uh, just kind of one of our big ending ones. I don't know how much time we are. Where are we at? We're at 50 minutes, 51. Okay. There you so. go. So let me ask you this. Where. Okay. What is worse in your opinion? <laughs> okay. This is a, a or B, I guess. I think they're both kind of bad. So anyway, yeah. what is worse? 
struggling with God and ultimately like disagreeing with God or taking it all and never disagreeing. Yeah. Um, well, so what do you mean by struggling and disagreeing? You mean ending up disagreeing? Like, let's say that you read a scripture and you go, I don't agree with this at all. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. (laughs) Or saying, you know what? This is all stuff. So I'll just agree. Well, you said struggling and then disagreeing. I would say that once you've decided you disagree, you're not struggling anymore. Mm, That's a good point. Yeah. So So you can you can accept it all on as um, without questioning or like digging deeper. And that is not struggling. mm -hmm. Uh, But you can also just outright reject. And that is an end of struggling as well. Are you saying that Miley Cyrus was right and that it's the (laughs) climb (laughs) <laughs> that's important yeah <laughs> i didn't know you were a miley cyrus fan yes jesus came in like a wrecking ball oh and no broke no. up in the tomb no <laughs> no i went the, i i should not have referenced miley cyrus. uh what uh so where's the yeah. happy medium there yeah. zach where, where are we at with that? the happy medium i guess is not very happy because it includes a lot of struggle and wrestling yeah yeah, <laughs> but it is happy because that's how God can teach you. What's that? Um, what's the scripture? Uh, I can't I can't think of the exact verse and chapter, but what's the scripture where the guy uh, st- wrestles with the angel all night? Like for uh, that's Jacob. Right. And then yeah. eventually he he wrestles for so long that he ends up like hurting himself. Uh, the yeah. angel busts him up in the hip. Yeah. And so what's interesting about that is that like. That no time does Jacob go like, that's it. And like, walk away. Like I ain't doing this. No more. Yeah. And then at a different time, he's not like, okay, angel, you win. Yeah. <laughs> he just like continues to wrestle. And so the, the, the key there is that like wrestling is tough because there are times when we almost want to say like, God, you're wrong here. I had to fight my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I'd fight you. Even if you had 1000 <laughs> knives, even if you had infinity knives. <laughs> <laughs> Punch you up in the air like a kite. Oh, shout out to Froggy Fresh, Krispy Kreme, oh, man, whatever his he's name awesome. is. Awesome. Uh, that's an old one, old <laughs> reference. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, here's the thing: struggling is good. I think. Oh yeah, but I don't think I don't. I yeah. I think the wrong place to be in is to yeah. struggle and then say, you know what, skip. Yeah. And I also don't think it's good to say, I just assume all of this is, is good, but I mean, you should, but I think that it comes with faith. Like, I mean, we'll, we might get there one day. I want to, I just, I always want to believe that God is actually saying the right thing every time. And we, and we have, um, God is saying the right thing. Yeah. We have what I would say is 99.99, whatever percent faithful, particularly in anything that like you need for salvation, redemption, repentance of sins and learning about the gospel. The Bible in your translation um, is going to give you that. Yeah. I mean, that's and so everything else is just stuff that you wrestle with and it um, it helps make you a better believer. I think so. Yeah. I never want to stop struggling because I feel yeah. like the second we do that, we're not, I'm not like motivated to dig deep. Yeah. 
And I want to dig a little deeper and dig a little deeper, (laughs) dig a little deeper. Wow. All right. So you had one question down there. What do you think it would look like for us to value the whole picture? As a church? Sure. I think that, oh man, if we could truly do that, like if everybody was on the same page with the scripture somehow, then there wouldn't be any denominations. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, (laughs) like maybe that's another subject we need to breach. Are denominations good or bad? Right. So like, Um, uh, you know, but um, I think to value the whole picture, meaning like to take every single thing God said and just be like, this is all part of it. Even the stuff we have trouble with. Yeah. So like, even if we can get there, like, I mean, you know, there's stuff about like slavery in the Bible yeah. and people use, try and use that to like invalidate it or, you know, any of this stuff. Right. Uh, and so here's, here's what we gotta, we gotta remember. And that is that when you look at the whole picture, you are not looking at a, you're, you're, you're understanding what God and who God and how God is. Well, you're, 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 figuring out what context he spoke these words into. Yeah. And then you're realizing where he's bringing them. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when there's certain things that speak to that culture, you can usually tell by the fact that it's like Paul saying like, Hey, I have this advice for you as in like you group of people. But then there's other things where, um, you know, it's talking about, things on a cosmic scale, you know, stuff like the moral law and things like that. That is unchanging. And that is what God is revealing to us. There you go. So I would say for us to embrace the whole picture would mean that we um, embrace God's attributes of um, righteousness as well as his attributes of love. And so we're going to be doing both holiness and love, holiness and love. It's both. And, and if we're embracing the whole picture, those two things are not in conflict. We can do them both without detracting from one or the other. All right, Zach, you tell me, I'm going to list some of these things off. You tell me which one's better. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, justice or love both. And all right. uh, Here's another one though. (laughs) <laughs> Try not to think too far out of the box on this one. Uh, like faith on stuff you don't know about or holding on to promises. <laughs> that can't possibly be both in the Bible, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mission ends uh, or. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, see, that's the thing. It's like, uh, why? Why do we constantly split those up? I, I, I just don't know. Uh, like Jake in the third episode of this podcast was like. I can't do his voice, but he's like, he's like, not only would I say they're not in argument with each other, they're saying the same thing. I would say they're saying the same. Well, yeah. I mean, you can't have, you can't truly show love to somebody without also telling them the truth. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It would Um, be fake. I like uh, Kevin Slump. He's a pastor for uh, Berea Baptist and he once gave a message and he said, could you truly say you love somebody if they were doing something that was like harmful to them? And yeah. then just saying like, you go, go, yeah. go you, I love you. Or, do, or is the true love about like grabbing them and saying, because I love you, I've got to like talk yeah. to you about this. Hey. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, that's yeah. the dangerous stuff right there. And the, that is the risk that you take when you sign up for this Christian thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's what God's all about. God's God's a God that uh, involves uh, love and love involves risk. So I think the biggest, the biggest hurdle we jump through when we're first becoming like strong Christians is like d- denying our own understanding. Like, you know, the dying yeah. to self and take up your cross. So I think even, even more so in today's world, because we're so intellectual now, like we think we know everything is denying your own understanding about everything and letting yeah. God be your understanding about stuff. Like, yeah. That's so hard for people who are an adult and who don't want to like be told like, this is how you should mm-hmm. view everything. Yeah. But, um, but that's, I mean, and, and we're, we're kind of pushing past where, uh, it's all a big part of this, you know, seeing the whole picture of God and, and not allowing your, um, biases or your agendas to kind of push you into one path that is only one aspect of God. Right. So there you go. Cool deal. All right, Zach, let's wrap it up, baby. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh. Let's wrap (laughs) wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope you get to the next episode real fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, so (laughs) that was really dumb and bad. It was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> that was like the 1990s version of like what rap people like what people make movies think rap sounds like. So congratulations for listening to that. Yeah. Um so we will uh just ask you again to check us out on all the social media stuff. Patreon. And excuse us whenever we're being goofy on here. Yep. And just continue to listen and send us comments and thanks again, guys. Be yeah. social with us and see you next time.